For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new LinkedIn live video features, articles for pages, and a lot more with Judy Fox. If you want to understand how to benefit from these LinkedIn changes, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you want to meet me in San Diego this spring? Imagine hanging out with me and other marketing experts in the world's largest awesome place known as Social Media Marketing World. It's our ninth annual conference where marketers from all over the place come together to learn, to connect, and to do amazing things. And you can get your ticket right now at a discounted price if you go to socialmediamarketing.world and grab your ticket today. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for this week's expert guest. Judy Fox is a LinkedIn strategist. Her course is called LinkedIn Business Accelerator Program. Welcome back to the show, Judy. How are you doing today? Excited to be here, and I'll double down on you're going to want to meet uh, everyone in person that is going to be going to Social Media Marketing World. Including you. I'm going to be there. So Yay. it's confirmed. I'm definitely coming. So Very cool. All right. But that if that incentivizes anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's start out with LinkedIn Live information. I'm going to share some interesting statistics that came from LinkedIn. First of all, since March of 2021... Live streams on LinkedIn have gone up 89%. Secondly, 73% of B2B marketers are finding that video of any kind is positively impacting their ROI. Uh, 62% of businesses plan on adopting live video in the future. And 87% of people that watch video prefer to watch it online if it meant they could get more behind-the-scenes content. So, Judy, what's your reaction to these statistics? Those are some big numbers. I mean, just kind of settle in on the fact that 82% want that behind the scenes content and access to realness. We keep saying this kind of polished behind a wall type of energy. We want access to the leaders. I can maybe even relate to what I just saw announced by Sarah Blakely and Spanx, and it was live and it was it felt so real to almost feel like I was there in the audience. And that's what we want. That's so much of what we want. Well, and just in time for the holidays, LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn Events has announced some new capabilities and features. So why don't you kind of fill us in on what's new? Yeah. So 
when you go live or you create an event on LinkedIn, you can start by creating an event and choose live as your format and it will go out to everyone. It will show up in your third-party streaming tool and it's going to go out to everyone automatically on the feed. It's not going to be in a private community. It will be accessible to everybody, whether they signed up for your live or not, which is interesting. So wait, let's just clarify. So wasn't it a hack before to go ahead and set up an event and then tie it to a LinkedIn, but now it's a feature? Is that kind of what you're saying? Correct. And also when you went live before within an event, it only went to the people who clicked attend the event. Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if people didn't click that first step, your event was behind a bit of a wall of any attendees. Now there's pros to that, but they've created, I think, a interesting step because now you have it going out to everyone. And if they turn it into what we now look at as paid events, you're going to get access to only the people paying and then everything free is accessible publicly to the whole entire platform. Got it. So I think that that creates two categories now, which is powerful. So I think what I'm hearing you say is that they enable you to schedule an event where in the past it, there was no easy way to do this, right? You just went live on LinkedIn, kind of like what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You either went live on your page or you went live on your event only to people who said they were going to attend. Now what's powerful is because it's going to go out to everybody. When you have an event, you afterwards, you can get access to everyone who ended up actually attending. How does this fundamentally work? Because we're using third-party tools, right? That's the only way to get in to LinkedIn Live, right? So how in the world does it all connect and all that kind of fun stuff? Do you know how that works? Or is it so new that, like, it, does it automatically create an event for us? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yes. When you do show, when you create an event, the event's going to automatically show up in your streaming tool. Ah, I So, see. again, I am not an expert on the back end of all these amazing third-party tools, but right. they've now created an easier way to show up for your event because it is scheduled from, and you can schedule the live event directly from the third-party tool and not even have to go into LinkedIn to create it. So it kind of is going both ways. Got it. Is there any other LinkedIn live related news that we have not addressed before I move on to the next thing? Or is that the main thing? I think the next biggest thing for companies to know is that you can sponsor your live event now where before I don't think they had a really good way to maybe do some type of paid push for putting your event out in the platform. And now they're offering the ability to sponsor or promote your event with a paid sponsorship. I have not had to do that. I know AJ Wilcox is an expert on ads and everything related to that. So I would definitely be interested in that to check it out when I have access. We just got confirmation from um, one of the attendees on our live stream. Nancy said, when you set up a LinkedIn live on any third-party tool, it causes an event, which is kind of cool. So that's kind of like what happens with Facebook, right? So with Facebook, we're live streaming this right now on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And on Facebook, when we use this particular tool that we use, it creates kind of an event, if you will. And then it afterwards has a button that says watch if you miss the event and it goes to the video. So it sounds like this functionality is essentially now coming to LinkedIn, which I think is really cool. Yes. 
And I think you definitely are going to be interested to see who attended and get a list of people who attended the event afterwards, because that to me has always been the powerful part of events. How can you actually reach out and connect further with the people who just watched your live stream? To me, it's always about how do you continue the relationship after the live event ends? Right. And LinkedIn is increasing the ability to send out a message to everybody afterwards without even being connect directly connected to them on LinkedIn. I can message second degree connections if they attended my event. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a paid thing or is it? No, I've already been able to do that in the past. So I definitely know it's available and I've personally done it. So yes, I just think LinkedIn's constantly making that a little easier. If they've come to your event, then that you get to be able to message them afterwards to be able to say, thank you for coming, whether you're directly connected or not. Very cool. Okay. Anything else on live before we transition to the next exciting new thing? I'm just excited for the next thing. <laughs> okay. Articles for Pages is here. What is Articles for Pages? Explain it to everybody. So we've had access to articles on our personal profiles and now companies that may be running a blog on their company page can take advantage of being able to repurpose that blog content to their company page. The power of that is more ways for people to see your blogs and your content. It is great that it's on your website. A lot of companies have that. And I've worked with companies to move that blog article content one by one to start getting the visibility on the platform. LinkedIn loves conversation. Just like you have a blog, you have the comment section of a blog. The power of LinkedIn articles for your company page is the ability to have the conversations on LinkedIn with this you know, your ideal audience and your clients that are following your company page. Okay. So I've got a couple of questions related to this. So first of all, you said we can do articles on our personal profile. So what qualifies as an article? How many characters? Is there any limits to it? And that's the first question. I'm thinking if, have I hit a limit on the length? I've copy and pasted a whole huge blog on characters, I feel like you just go on and on. I'm sure there is a character limit. So it's not the same as a post, right? Correct. So explain for everybody that doesn't understand, what are the functions that you can do in an article on LinkedIn that you cannot do on a post? The top functions of an article is, first of all, you can go beyond the 3,000 characters. So a post is only 3,000 characters. So in the news feed, when you see somebody post something, and they say something about, oh, I just read this in XYZ, or I found this on Social Media Examiner and I loved it, then you only get 3,000 characters, which is still a lot. But what happens is I've noticed companies will have these amazing case studies or blogs, or maybe they have a YouTube series and they want to feature all of it. You can create a link list of and have all of your YouTube videos kind of listed and create a story around it. If you've ever seen those kind of listicles or things that you would say, these 10 things happening in social media that you need to know about this week, it can become this huge, anything that you would see in a news source or a blog feature is what you can create in a LinkedIn article. So it's just like WordPress, it sounds like, right? I mean, it sounds like you can have a headline, you can have italicized text, you can have images, videos, all that kind of stuff. Am I hearing you right? Yes. And the most biggest powerful thing is it's SEO searchable. It can be found in Google search. So you will be competing 
I guess is the right term for the first page of Google search when they're searching for a news article on that subject, your LinkedIn article can come up. Okay. So I know a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves, well, I actually don't want my article to live on LinkedIn and have them get all the traffic. I want it to come to my own website. So kind of explain to those of us that are writers and create content, why we might want to reconsider that when it comes to LinkedIn. It is very easily shareable from LinkedIn. So here's the first thing. It's easier to rank higher with LinkedIn articles that live on LinkedIn to your company page because you're actually leaning on the brand of LinkedIn to help you show up on that first page of Google search. So for example, I just worked with a legal firm. We've been converting their blog content to LinkedIn because all of the topics they're talking about When it was living on their blog, they weren't on the first page of Google. Now that it's living on the LinkedIn articles, the click through, they're literally in the second or third spot up against some major news sources as a LinkedIn article. It just allows you to lean on the power of LinkedIn, to be honest. You're benefiting from that. Outside of Google... What about people that use LinkedIn? Does LinkedIn give any kind of exposure or distribution? Like, do people tend to read articles on their mobile device? I mean, help me understand that. Yeah, so LinkedIn is obviously easy to read on the platform. You come across them in your newsfeed. So LinkedIn articles can be extremely shared easily across the platform. LinkedIn also has that feature called the LinkedIn News, which can bring up and highlight you. If you are the one being the creator of the news story, you become the news on LinkedIn, which is very powerful. They highlight their creators all the time. And they're even increasing highlighting creators with their new creator push and program. So the next thing I would say about how and why LinkedIn articles, they're very shareable to Facebook and Twitter. So I've had an article personally that actually went viral on Twitter because it's very shareable as a link. It got shared 88 times from LinkedIn to Twitter. Very interesting. So basically what I'm hearing you say is, hey, if you're feeling like it's crickets and there's nobody reading your blog posts, you might want to consider putting it on LinkedIn and treating it as a distribution platform. While you're not going to necessarily collect email addresses like you might from your website, you're going to collect eyeballs and possibly those are people that maybe LinkedIn will allow you to remarket to with advertising is my guess, right? Or maybe they'll comment and you could message them. Is that kind of the play here? Actually, I want to give you one more play. There's two. At the bottom of your article, I think that's a great place to feature your blog, feature your website, feature the next thing you want the audience to do. If they read your article on LinkedIn, make sure you close with a call to action that's not the same call to action that you would do in a post. You would want to close your article with, you know, to get more from our company, here's how to reach out to us, here's a link to our website. That type of closing is different on a LinkedIn article than a LinkedIn post. The other thing I'll say is LinkedIn is establishing newsletters. So people can subscribe just like they can subscribe to your 
blog and get updates, you can definitely turn it into a newsletter, but you have to create articles for LinkedIn to know that you even can get access to newsletters. Fascinating. And I would imagine there's probably some evergreen content that you published a long time ago on your website that you could try experimenting with on your Facebook page now, right? A thousand percent. (laughs) How do we know if we have this feature or where do we find it? Like when we just log into LinkedIn on the desktop and it shows up or what's the deal? To see if we have access to what? Articles. I think everyone should have access to articles. Where do you find it though? I mean, you just log into your LinkedIn page and there'll be a tab called articles basically. Yep. Right where you can start to create a post, right where you would upload a video or write text. There's a tab for the fact that you want to publish an article. So yeah, it's in the same place. Fee is asking how long will articles live quote unquote on LinkedIn? She said previously posts only lasted for a year. So what's the difference here? Is that true? I would say it's your SEO. I have an article that I wrote and it's still active after three or four years. Really? I think it, I wrote it in 2019. So yeah. Is it true that old posts disappear on LinkedIn, but articles do not? Correct. That's the difference here. Okay. Yeah. This article brings in about one potential client per month at a minimum. Sweet. And it's, it was written back in 2019. Okay. Okay. Stories. (laughs) What happened to stories? I miss them. So they were discontinued at the end of September. We had the LinkedIn stories feature. And I, I love that LinkedIn saw the power of short form video. And that is what they're saying they want to double down on. They just maybe realized it wasn't exactly the feature that needed to showcase those videos. I think they're launching something. And they mentioned in the closing of stories that they want to launch short form video content on the platform. Okay. Well, um, tell us more. I mean, I know they just acquired a company, (laughs) right? And tell us about that. They just acquired or jump rope merged with LinkedIn, or they acquired uh, the team from jump rope, which is really, really powerful. And I've seen some things come out even in October talking about short form video content. So What I was able to see from Jump Rope is it reminds me of a short reel or TikTok, a one minute type of post or video that is something that we might see coming up on LinkedIn. It's very interesting. I don't know exactly how it's going to look, but to watch what they acquired and to see that Jump Rope joined LinkedIn, I can see something like what Jump Rope had being on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's interesting. I I haven't really looked into Jump Rope, but you know, when they did say that they were shutting down stories, they did say they were making way for something new, right? Mm-hmm. So if they come out with reels kind of content, I just, I don't know. Do you really feel like people are going to watch that on LinkedIn? I don't know how, it depends on how they make it accessible. It really depends because I'm sure we've all seen the launch of short form video from Instagram and reels and how sometimes some of those are just TikToks repurposed over to Instagram or, and now I sometimes see them featured on Facebook and they just, it's very fascinating to me. So I'm not sure how LinkedIn is going to approach it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, next time we have you on, maybe we'll know more information. That'll be exciting. I'm excited. Here's the thing for anyone listening, take advantage of new features on any platform. That is the key. It's, Being and 
jumping on board when a new feature comes out. So you hear us talking about short form video content. Right now, the best activity I could do or anyone could do is get comfortable with one minute videos. How could you have a one minute video strategy for TikTok or Reels? Right. That will help and support your activity for when LinkedIn launches that feature. And you'll be ready. And I encourage everyone to actually practice 15 second videos. That's the normal like length for for reels and for even though you can go longer, you know, the, the shorter the better because that's kind of one of the mega trends. I will tell you, yes. I, I pay attention to what LinkedIn's doing and this is not in the news, but something I paid attention to. I noticed the day LinkedIn joined TikTok. So LinkedIn has a TikTok account. I started seeing them do ads. I started seeing them join the comments on TikTok. So they just recently got active and extremely more active even in October. So basically they shut down stories and when they acquired Jump Rope, I immediately saw that team, whether it's that team or not, but they are active on TikTok now. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've got some statistics here from LinkedIn specifically about B2B content creation. And here's what we've got. Short articles and posts like to blog posts, you know, like links to blog posts continue to be the most common type of content that businesses are sharing. 90% of content marketers are saying they're writing short articles or they're linking, you know, to their articles on their website, followed by videos, 66%, virtual events, webinars, and online courses at 64%, and case studies at 61%. Now, this is interesting. I don't think I've ever really considered publishing case studies on LinkedIn. I mean, are you seeing people do that? I haven't. I've seen some case studies. I think what people are doing the best about when it comes to case studies and getting visibility is a before and after type of story or some type of statistical-based case study. So those are the ones that I've seen. I think they kind of hide as a case study behind a before and after story, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the key thing here, folks, is that LinkedIn is a content-friendly platform, right? And this is the thing to keep in mind. Unlike other platforms where they don't like it when you link to things, they don't like it when you necessarily, you know, everything is getting shorter on Instagram, you know, it seems, right? And everything is getting shorter on Facebook. But LinkedIn is like the long version, right? Like, hey, bring us your content. We don't mind longer kind of form content. So it's fascinating to me because there is a side of me that wonders whether or not LinkedIn is trying to be like, you know, what Facebook was like maybe seven or eight years ago, right? Like the single destination where you go for all these kinds of things. I get the sense that's kind of where it's going. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, especially with them rolling out and giving more newsletters to more people who, if you're out there publishing articles, articles are a great place to put your case studies LinkedIn's then giving access to newsletters, which allows people to subscribe, events feature, live streaming. I think people are still thinking, wait, LinkedIn is professional. And I just saw a post go extremely viral saying, yes, LinkedIn's professional, but we need to redefine what is professional because we've been working from home. A lot of things are professional beyond what you look like or what your background looks like or all the different things that are just normal being a human being on this planet. <laughs>
I hearken back to this song, and you're going to recognize the lyrics. It says, welcome to the Hotel California. You can enter anytime you want, but you can never leave, right? Oh, I love it. <laughs> this is really the MO of all of these social platforms. They, they want you there. They want all of you there. They want your events to be there. They want your content to be there. They want your audio to be there. They want your live to be there. And, you know, as long as us marketers are smart about the fact that that's what their ultimate motive is, then we can use it to our advantage. But we have to be very careful, obviously, about building everything on these platforms because as everyone has learned, or many of us have learned the hard way, that these rules can change, right? And all of a sudden, it could be very, very difficult. And this is the quandary that we have as marketers. Like, what do we put out on the platforms and what incentive do we have for people to come to contact us or come to get something special from us, right? And, and these are the kind of things that often people talk about in the halls, you know, in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World when they try to scratch their head and figure out a way to come up with a strategy, right? Like, do I put it all out on the social platforms? Do I put some of it out on the social platforms? What part do I require people to do this for or that for? How do I get their email address? These are all the challenges and the struggles of marketing, and this is why we exist, and this is why so many of us are planning to come to San Diego, and I want to encourage everyone, get your all-access ticket to Social Media Marketing World so you can get a chance to talk to awesome people like Judy, who are going to be there, and many others, and it's not just like an in-and-out kind of thing. People are there for days, and you have a chance to walk away with a lot of wisdom and insight. Get your ticket at socialmediamarketing.world. Judy, if people want to reach out to you and contact you, you have a place you want to send them? Yeah, my website is judifox.com. That is the way you can find all of my social handles. If you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, I am glad to connect with you. Or if you want to spend more time on LinkedIn. <laughs> and for those of you that like to spend time listening to podcasts, mm. uh, I want to encourage you to check out my other show, The Social Media Marketing Podcast. You can find it anywhere podcasts take place. Until next time, everyone, be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, Judy, for joining us. See you all next time. Thank you so much. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.